1: Fourth, Fourth and manageable. manageable, an SEC football podcast brought to you by 2400 Sports. Now, here's Brad Edwards. And now I'm pleased to welcome in for the first time, Ashley Holder, uh, joining us here on Fourth and Manageable. Ashley is going to be a permanent part of this show from here forward. Might not hear her on Saturdays very often, but most of the time on Tuesdays and Thursdays, she's going to be here with me talking SEC. So Ashley, why don't you just tell everybody, First of all, what is your connection to the SEC? And second, what have you been doing for the last few years?
0: Well, I think it's definitely important to say that I went to the best school in the nation, which is the University of Tennessee. So I am. Oh, I'm
1: surrounded.
0: I am a ball. Yes. Shout out to Tyler Bray. That's a part of the show as well. Hopefully I'll get to talk to him soon. We actually went to school together. So there's a fun note right there, which he probably has no idea. He probably has no idea who I am, but just know that I did go to
1: school. Hey, you know what? There are what, 20 something other thousand people he went to school with who he doesn't know who they are either. So there you
0: go. Exactly. But yeah, for the last couple of years, uh, man, I've been a a few places. I've been in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, covering the Panthers and the Hornets. And then I went to CBS sports network for a little bit. And the last two to three years I've actually been in uh buffalo new york covering covering the bills which has been what a ride a phenomenal ride He got a great divisional round He had a phenomenal afc championship game so looking like super bowl, super bowl favorites this year so that's what i've been doing the last couple of years and also now i'm doing um college football as well uh, on the sidelines for the SWAC as well so jackson state is making that pretty fun that's for sure.
1: Well, good deal. Good deal. Well, nice to have you back in college football. Um, I'm yeah. sure the NFL will miss you. And I don't know if you're going to miss Buffalo in the winter. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I love but,
0: I love a good winter. I hate the heat. I will tell you that. I hate. The oh, heat. Well, I was back was in Florida. And I was like, oh, it's hot.
1: Well, at least you're in Charlotte. You're not in the deep yeah. south where it gets, you know, really, really hot.
0: No, so. Yeah, there's not gonna we're not gonna worry about any snowstorms here. And if there is, then the entire state is gonna shut down. Because I was in Atlanta when they had that ice again. That's what they called it. And it oh, was a little yeah. bit of ice on the road. Right before That's the Super Bowl
1: the- that year, right?
0: Yes. It's when the mayor told everyone to go home and it was a hot mess. It was awful. I was <laughs> stuck in my car for 15 hours. Wow. Yes. It was it was wild. And I should have wow. just stayed home, but here I was trying to just be grown and go do my errands and thinking, Oh, well, this is just some ice. Everybody's not going to flip out. No, that's not what happened. It, Cause people in the South, they just don't know what to do when snow comes or any type of ice comes. It just, it, it doesn't work for them.
1: Yeah. And look in defense, they, they also don't have the equipment to True. clear the roads. You know, they don't have the plows and everything that there is up North. So
0: mm-hmm. uh, exactly. that's,
1: that that's part of it, but you know what they do have? They do have great college football, which yes. is something they don't have in mm-hmm. well, most other places in the country, but certainly in the Northeast, they don't have it. Um, yeah. So let, let's talk a little bit about that. And uh, let's, let's take a look at, uh, at week three in the oh, SEC. So, yeah. yeah. First of all, I mean, real quick, Ashley, what, what, are, what are your impressions of the first two weeks in the SEC? Is there, is there anything that really surprises you through two weeks? I think for the most part, a lot of teams are two and O that you expected to be two and O, but anything that's really shocking to you at this stage
0: yeah i don't think anything's really been shocking i mean i thought the alabama game was was amazing obviously a lot of people were tuned into that game so i think to to just see that like there is a lot of good competition and now you were talking about going into this week right you have a lot of people who are playing those non conference games so it's not as exciting the first two right. were exciting now we're kind of going on a little bit of a slope but it's also good because it gives these teams who are high like tennessee or like alabama the georgia's whatever it gives them a lot of you know a lot of momentum a lot of hype around them going into that fourth week which is they're going to see a lot more competition rather than this week
1: yeah, and and you've got these like built-in rest games. Mm-hmm. Where I mean, there I think there are four uh, SEC versus FCS games this week, and then three SEC versus Group of Five games, mm-hmm. and and that that's very typical for Week Three. But but a lot of these teams played a, a bigger game yeah. last weekend. And, and so it is that opportunity to kind of, uh, you know, not have your starters out there for the full four quarters, a- assuming that you come to play and you don't get in a stretch <laughs> to the limit, as, as some of them uh, probably inevitably will.
0: Which you um, can't, count out the, can't count out those FCS teams as well, because those are the ones that will come in and upset you real quick as well.
1: Well, and, and as a can attest, uh, you can't count out this group of five teams either, you mm-hmm. know, even when you're a 20 point favorite. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, they, they sneak up on you. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see if anybody gets a scare or, or there's another big upset this week, but, um,
0: you know, for for now we'll,
1: we'll, we'll dig more into these, these Mm -hmm. games on Thursday, but just now just real quick, I just want to focus on the, what we would call the bigger games, the power five games. So there, there are three, uh, non-conference games against power five, and then there are two conference games, uh, in the sec and, you know, the, the first conference game, it's really it's tough to get excited about because it, Georgia, South Carolina, I mean, it's at South Carolina and y- yeah, it was just a few years ago. We saw South Carolina upset Georgia as a huge yeah. underdog. I think that game was actually in Athens. Um, so it can happen, but this is, you know, G- Georgia seems so focused right now. Um, I mean, Clearly the best team in the country through the first two weeks, South Carolina, you know, they they put up a little bit of a fight at Arkansas, but if you can't do better than that at Arkansas, how are you going to hang with Georgia? They just lost a couple of of you know good defensive players for the year. It just just doesn't seem like the setup um, for an upset. But I you know I guess I guess that's kind of typical of the big upsets. You don't see them coming, and I certainly don't see this being competitive.
0: No, not at all. And obviously the the line for Georgia and South Carolina is all favorites towards Georgia right now. Obviously, so that's a really good game if you're trying to bet on that. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, I mean certainly, uh, certainly no no sweat there for Georgia fans going but into for, it. But
0: Brad, let me ask you this: for you, what do you want to see out of South Carolina though? Because obviously we know that Georgia is the favorites. We know that most likely they're going to be the ones that come out on top of this. So what do you think that a game like this so does for South Carolina rather than Georgia?
1: Yeah, I, I think considering uh, how good Georgia's defense is and, and you know, it, it's not just this year. Obviously, they were incredible last year, um, even before that had, had been a really good defensive team. So I think it's a great test for South Carolina's offense just to see where they are. They moved the ball fairly well against Arkansas last week, but you still, you got that inconsistency. And especially with the quarterback, you know, Spencer Rattler came in from Oklahoma, was a very highly touted recruit coming out of high school. It just didn't pan out for him and Norman transferred in. And they were hoping he would be the answer to their questions. He's just been inconsistent. Like he shows those flashes where you can see the talent that the kid has, why he was such a big time recruit but he's just got to put it together. If he's going to make a difference for South Carolina and be able to you know, help get them back to a bowl game, he's going to have to be more consistent. And I, I think this is a great opportunity for, for him to learn and for him to, to progress. I mean, it might not be pretty, but I, I think it, it's one of those where you go into it knowing you're not going to face a defense this good again, the rest of the season. So if you can hold your own against Georgia, You gotta feel good about yourself going into the rest of the schedule. So for me, that's kind of what South Carolina wants to get out of this is just just come away with some positive signs on offense.
0: It kind of seems a little bit unlikely that this will be the game that he bounces back, right? To kind of prove himself and lead his team. I mean, it's like you said, it's one of the toughest defenses that he's gonna go through the entire season. So possible, but what's
1: well, you know, I I think about now because Georgia is is now the second Alabama you know, I mean, what Alabama has been for the last decade plus is is what Georgia seems to have become. So now there are two of them in the conference. Mm -hmm. And, and if you look at the formula that it's usually taken for a team to beat Alabama, uh, granted Texas almost did it last week without doing this, but typically you have a quarterback who plays the game of his life. Um, A a lot of the times when Alabama has been upset, that's what's happened. And Spencer Rattler has a high enough ceiling that if he puts it together, if you he's in the zone and he's just hitting every throw, um, you've at least got a guy with the talent to do that. So I, I think I think that's where it starts when you play a Georgia or an Alabama is you have to have a quarterback who's good enough that if he if he's on his game, that he can make certain plays that you have to make to win. And and um, you know, and I think that's that's what makes you feel like you have a chance if you're South Carolina.
0: Yeah, that's definitely going to be. Will say a good game to watch, but we already know the outcome. But again, a bigger one for more so South Carolina than Georgia. Moving to Mississippi State and LSU, what are you most excited to see out of that matchup? Which some people are saying Mississippi State could upset LSU.
1: Yeah, I mean, some people I don't even think would call it an upset. Um, mm-hmm. Vegas, I think, has it as pretty much a toss up game. You know, LSU didn't look very good, obviously, um, against Florida State in the opening game, and, and that's really all we have to go off of. It's, it's hard to read too much into, into last week's game against Southern, even though they, you know, they just blew the doors off right out of the gate. Mississippi State has looked good. Um, I, I realize that they haven't played a ranked team, uh, but, but you know, Memphis is is usually a solid group of five team, and they handled them easily in the opener. They went out last week and they won easily at Arizona, which mm-hmm. has not been very good in recent years. But Arizona in week one had blown out San Diego State on the road, a game that they weren't expected to win and they won it easily. So there are reasons to be you know, excited if you're Mississippi State. You, you feel like you've got a good chance in this game and uh, you're coming in with the offense clicking. And the last time they went down there, um, this was the season opener of, of, of 2020, like one of those first games in the COVID season where LSU just now granted, you know, different defensive coordinator, but LSU decided to try to man up and uh, play Mississippi State and that Mike Leach offense that way. And it did not work at all. And and State torched them. And so I think um, this is this is one that State certainly feels like. This is a place they can go in and win. Meanwhile, LSU is is looking at this as this is an opportunity not to completely redeem themselves from the Florida State loss. But if they can win this game, you know, get back on track, one and know in the conference. And I, I think they'll they'll feel like they're in a much better spot than probably the way they felt for for most of last week, for sure. So uh, I, I think for both teams, it's just um, it's a you know, it's a feel good opportunity as far as starting one and oh in the conference in a game that is, it's, uh, it's not a gimme. You know, this is one that uh, this is one that could go either way. And so someone's going to come away uh, feeling good about their chances for the season. And the other one, um, the other one is going to start to turn pretty negative.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, would you say it's safe to say though, like if you watch LSU, when they played FSU and they played UCLA, right. That at that point, they kind of, especially that week one loss for LSU against UCLA, that they kind of showed that blueprint, really how to beat them
1: yeah so if you look at, at what happened in that game LSU was really just out of sorts um offensively where it, it seemed like that there was a lot of um, maybe a lack of chemistry I guess is the best way to say it with Jaden Daniels and his receivers and when you have a when you have a, a quarterback who transfers in uh, it's it's going to take time. Like You're not just going to be on the same page with everybody from day one. And you could see there were a lot of times in that game where it looked like he could have stayed in the pocket longer, and he took off and ran. Now, he ended up with a lot of rushing yardage, which was good. Uh, some of them, he made the right decision to run. But there are other times you just felt like he probably could have made a, a bigger play if he had been a little bit more patient. And it could be a combination of not having – chemistry with his receivers and and also um not being as comfortable in the offense overall as far as his reads and and knowing exactly uh what he's looking at and so i i think as the season goes on you'll you'll get uh you'll get more of that from Jaden daniels as far as as the comfort and i i think this is uh this is where you may see it And, and i think this is a good opportunity for him against a, a solid defense, uh, to go out and show that he's made progress over the last two weeks.
0: I know this game is a toss-up, but for you, who do you have coming out on top?
1: I like Mississippi State. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm encouraged by what I've seen from their offense. Well, really on both sides of the ball, but I mean it, it always you with a Mike Leach team, team. Yeah, with a with a Mike Leach team, it always starts on the offensive side. I mean, if they're not moving the ball and scoring a lot of points, then they're they're not going to win many games. Um, but but they've been solid defensively as well, and uh, I just I feel like I I know a lot more about who Mississippi State is right now than I than I do LSU. It's just it's easier for me to have confidence in them. So um, obviously I w- I will not be surprised at all if LSU wins the game. But if, if you're asking me to pick it, I'm I'm picking State.
0: Mm-hmm. For the three non-conference games, what what do you like out of those schedules? What are you most excited to see? Even though it's not the sexiest schedule for this week three, but out of those, what would, what would you look at and say, you know, I think this is going to be a, a pretty solid game?
1: Yeah, so so we'll, we'll save the, uh, the A&M game for last because I think that one is the most significant game because of what's on the line. Uh, but let's look at, um, f- first of all, Ole Miss at Georgia Tech. I mean, we, we saw Georgia Tech get blown out by Clemson in, in week one. So we know they're not a good team. They, they haven't been a good team for a while. This is a game Ole Miss absolutely has to win. And it's also one that if Georgia Tech hangs around, pushes them to the limit, you start to have some questions about Ole Miss. But Ole Miss is in a situation right now; they got to figure out who their quarterback is um, mm-hmm. because they've, they've kind of played two guys for the first two weeks, and I don't know that that's sustainable uh, going forward. You, you can't go through the whole season that way. So I think that's kind of what Lane Kiffin's trying to figure out here: is who is his quarterback, and and it's it's a good step up in competition from what they had previously faced but not so big of a step up that, um, you know, that, it, that it's a huge challenge for them. And so I, I think it's a, it's a good opponent for Ole Miss. And then the other one which is intriguing is Penn State at Auburn. And this is one that on paper, it sounds really good because these are two teams that are quite often uh, ranked not only in the top 25, but, yeah. you know, you'll see both of them in the top 10 uh in a given season uh on on a, on a regular basis and and yet the people who follow these teams in these conferences don't really expect much from either one of them this year and so it's probably one of those that like this is great timing right to play, week 2 they're both 2 and 0 it it's one that's going to make the game feel a lot bigger than it probably is and i think we'll look back at the end of the season and we'll say yeah you know I, that not sure either one of those teams was very good um, but I, am I'm, I'm excited to watch it, see what, uh, what Auburn can do, especially with, with the home field and, and a big game situation. And, uh, for Penn state, I mean, this is, this is big and look it, it in a roundabout way, it kind of affects the top of the sec because we're always looking at the possibility the sec could get two teams in the playoff. And mm-hmm. this year there's also a possibility the big 10 could get two teams in the playoff with Ohio state and Michigan. Penn State plays both Ohio State and Michigan. Auburn plays both Georgia and Alabama. And so whoever wins this game, it's going to make them a better-looking opponent for the selection committee when they start deciding, okay, if, if, if a conference is going to get a second team in, which one is it going to be? And, and I think especially on the Penn State side, this is a game that if they can win it, they're probably going to end up in the top 25 for a lot of the season. And if they do, it's gonna be a feather in the cap of both Ohio State and Michigan to have beaten Penn State. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm I'm still not sure they're that good, but um mm-hmm. it, it's a big game for the Big Ten for that reason, bigger than I think it is for the SEC. Because if Penn State wins, um then, then it's it does give an opportunity for two of the of the top teams in the Big Ten to have one more quality win on the resume. And I think especially for a team like Michigan that has such a weak overall schedule it would really help them at Penn State's rank. So for, for me, that's the significance of this game more so than, you know, what either team would necessarily get out of winning it. it it's just really, it's it's bigger right. for the playoff contenders that are in those two conferences.
0: Exactly. Down the line, down the line. And that's where all those games early in the season matter, rather than trying to make
1: right. that, yep. that
0: stride at the end of the season. And like you said, you wanted to keep this game for the last uh, topic that we talked about AM and in Miami. A Miami traveling to College Station, this one, I think, is going to be a pretty good game, especially when you look at Texas A&M, like you said, who just lost to App State and needs to really redeem their themselves.
1: Yeah, they do. And this is where we're going to find out what this A&M team has, because they clearly were caught off guard last weekend, weren't expecting the fight they got from App State. And if they have it in them to be a top 10, top 20 caliber team, this is where we're going to see it. Because their backs are against the wall here. And I, I realize it's only week three. They only have one loss on the season. But if you look at the next four games for AM, and let's remember they're coming off of a loss. They have Miami here, they have Arkansas next week. They're at Mississippi State the week after that. And then they're at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Okay, it it is not far-fetched at all. The way that AM has looked the first two weeks to imagine them losing four more games in a row to, to lose all four of those and to start the season one and five. And I'm not saying it would be the most disastrous start to a season ever for a preseason top 10 team, but it would be up there. Uh, so for AM, you know, what, whatever you have, dig deep and, and find it now, because this is where you got to show it. If you have it, you know, you've got your home crowd behind you. And I, I think they're all aware of the situation too. And they know the desperation here. Um, th- there is a high sense of urgency for A&M. And uh, I would expect their A game. The question is, is their A game good enough? Um, because Miami has looked good through two weeks. And I think they're they're much improved. I think they have a lot of confidence. Um, they have a better quarterback, it appears, than they've had in quite a while. And so – um, I, I think this is going to be a big challenge for A&M and um, the, the whole next month is, is really just kind of living on the edge. If you're if you're A&M, because the, the next four weeks are going to really determine whether this season is a success or a failure for them.
0: So with Van Dyke, obviously, at quarterback, you'd have to do you assume that Texas A&M is probably going to be more de- a defensive mindset going into Saturday's game?
1: Well, I think we're gonna learn how good the AM defense is. Um, they, you know, they've been solid the last couple of years. They were really good in the season opener against weaker competition. And then last week the numbers weren't bad, but in the second half, when they needed to get stops, they they often didn't against App State. App State converted way too many third and fourth downs. And so uh this is an opportunity for AM's defense to to really step it up and, and show that they can carry this team because the offense from what I've seen is not going to carry this team. This is a team that when they get into sec play is going to have to be able to find a way to win games that are played in the twenties, that they're not going to go out and score 30, 40 points against good teams very often. So, um, so yeah, I think this is, this is a chance for that defense um, to really make a statement and, and show that they're good enough uh, to help this team uh remain in the top 25 this season and 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 really be relevant because that's that's what it's about at this point for a m is just it's just staying relevant and having a, a good season and being able to capitalize on um the great recruiting class that they just had and, and just right. keep moving the program forward because right now it feels like it's kind of walking that tightrope you talk about
0: being relevant right do you look at the other teams that are playing like I don't want to say you know other these other FCS schools or things like that when you look at Tennessee who's playing Akron this week right and then they've got a big game against Florida the following week do those games really matter as far as more so you know not just getting another win on the column or you know do you still have to take those games just as serious I know I know they're going to say we take them just as serious right of course that's that's the proper answer to say but how, how important are those type of games
1: I don't think that it's necessarily important to go out and, and dominate, you know, it, it's, it's important. and I hate to say it this way because you're, you're going out there with the idea of winning a football game, but for a lot of time, a lot of teams, especially in the sec and these types of games don't get anybody hurt. Like you, 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 you don't exactly. want to, I mean, obviously you don't want anybody to get hurt in any game but especially is tough to take when, when you have a, a season-ending injury to a key player in a game that you you know you didn't need them to even play in to be able to win. And, and so those types of games are always a little scary, I think, for coaches because of the possibility of injury. And it's always a question of how many reps do you get them? How many series do you leave them in for? How far into the second half do they play, for example? And that's why you want your team to be sharp. You want them to have that big halftime lead so you can justify taking out the starters early in the second half, not risking injury uh, any longer than you have to. Um, but it doesn't always work out that way. You know, sometimes, especially when you look at Tennessee coming off of a, of a big road win, this is a natural place for, for them and, and a number of other teams in the SEC this week to come out flat. And if they do, um, I'm not saying Tennessee will get tested, but some of them will get tested. If 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 they're not ready to play. And, and so that's always the tricky thing is that, uh, you know, look, unless unless you are a serious playoff contender. And at this point, I don't think there are more than two of those in the SEC. Right. The style points don't matter. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter whether you win the game by seven or you you win it by by 47. Um, but, yeah, you you want to you want to keep progressing as a team and you. Whatever things that you didn't do well last week, you know, you want to work on those and get better this week. And that's what these types of games are all about.